perfect. Hello. Do you like raisins? Well, how do you feel about a date? I decided to do a cute little foodie pickup line this time. And I'm sharing these little pickup lines to lighten the mood, kind of break the ice. Plus, it's a relationships slash trends kind of podcast, so I thought it would be fitting to do a little cheesy pickup line in the beginning. Maybe you can use it on somebody and it'll bring you luck. Men might find you cute or they may run away. Who knows what they're going to do? But you won't know unless you try, right? Okay, so just a warning. My husband is listening to YouTube very loudly in the bathroom as he is in the shower right now. So you can probably hear that in the background. Again, thin walls. So I have released my first episode on the podcast. And I was listening to it from the beginning to the end. And I was cringing a little bit. I have a lot of work on my delivery. I know that, but I can only get better, I hope. But I do have a few topics that I would like to share for this week. So pour yourself whatever glass of whatever you would like to drink, Prosecco, wine, coffee, water, you want to be healthy, and Let's hang out. Unfortunately, this is going to be a lonely podcast again. I'm going to do this solo because Jen is still not ready to make her debut. So I am recording back to back a little bit. My first recording was Friday night. Now it's Monday. And the reason why I'm doing this is try to so I can try to get ahead of things. So I'll I'll have the whole week to edit this podcast and have it ready for next Monday. And then by next weekend, I'll have another one recorded and ready to put into the shoot. I hope that by this weekend, Jen will be available and we can finally do our recording together. Jen would absolutely share the best dating content. I know my dating share or dating mishaps from last week was a little rough and probably doesn't relate to a lot of you guys anymore. So when you listen to this podcast, it will already be three weeks from Valentine's Day and the presidential inauguration would have already happened. So I'm speaking from the past, trying to predict, project towards the future. So let's get into the highs and lows for the week. My lows, well, allergies. Allergies have been kicking my butt all week, all weekend. And this weekend, my mom came out. She came out on Saturday, and we went out to a vineyard and distillery, and we had some amazing wine and pizza, but I will share all of those details in a blog post in the near future. And it was just nice to hang out with my family. So I did unplug a little bit for like 24 hours. And then I went shopping with my mom on Sunday and then she had to leave to get ready for work. So it was sad to say goodbye to her, but that was my weekend. 
It was just a very pleasant weekend, and we celebrated my stepdad's birthday, so that was nice as well. Okay, so I added a little segment to my my topic list here, and I don't know what to call it yet. I want to call it randos, but I don't know if that's fitting. I'm going to work on that. So M&Ms. How many of you guys love M&Ms? I'm not a fan of M&Ms. I haven't liked M&Ms since I was five years old. But I found out some pretty interesting information on M&Ms. Who knows what M&M stands for? I'm going to feel so dumb if people actually know this because I had no clue. But M&M's are not my favorite candy anyway, so I guess I shouldn't feel too bad. But I found out that M&M stands for Mars and Murray. So Mars is a candy company which M&M's come from. It's called Mars Inc. And Murray is the guy who developed the iconic candy-coated chocolate that everybody loves because you know what it melts in your mouth not in your hands this is not a sponsored post by the way but I just I found that information and I thought it was pretty interesting and if you didn't know that fact and you happen to love M&Ms you're welcome so this week I'm not gonna do a dating mishap segment of, of uh, my own, like I'm not going to share a story of mine. I haven't thought of one yet, but I'll go ahead and share something different. I want to call it a love advice segment. Besides, my personal mishaps are not that funny. Jen would probably be the best one to share more interesting love mishaps or dating mishaps. She could easily be the modern Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City, where I would be Charlotte because I'm pretty conservative. But then again, I'm also a cross between Carrie and Charlotte because I am also into writing and the whole media world where my friends are not. You know what? If you listen to this podcast, do get on Instagram and DM me at Brandy underscore Kimberly and let me know which sex in the city girl are you? Like which character do you identify with the most? I'm really interested in knowing. Because I believe that we all have an inner Carrie Bradshaw in us. And now I'm going to dig deep and find my inner Carrie Bradshaw. And I'm going to do this love advice segment. So I found an article from New York, The Cut, called 20 People on the Best Relationship Advice they have ever received. So there's 20 different advice from 20 different people. And this article was written in 2019, April 2019, by Alexia Lafada. 
Now, I'm not going to give you all 20 pointers that are mentioned in this article because it'll take too long. So I decided to just take a few. And while some of us are trying to land a man, others are trying to hold on to the one that they got. We are simply trying to grow with the with the person that we have in our lives currently while trying to figure out the complexities of a relationship because it's like they say, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. I think the first advice here is super important, especially for those of us who are currently in a relationship. And it's, quote, I am not always in love with your father, but I always love him. And I'm always surprised when I fall back in love with him, end quote. When you think of that sentence, that statement, it holds so much truth. There are moments and times where you cannot stand the person that you are currently with. You're irritated with them. You're annoyed. They do something that just ticks you off every time. And, you know, it's hard to live with someone sometimes because you're set in your ways and they're just different. I promise you, my husband has no problem expressing to me every time he is annoyed with the stuff that I do. And he will express it, and sometimes I get mad that he expresses it, but we learn to accept each other for our flaws. I know when I'm going to make him upset, and I try not to, and same thing on his end. So if I have a week where I'm just full of annoyance for my husband, something will happen or he does something or he says something that just totally changes it around and I remember why I fell in love with him in the first place. And it's always nice. So like she said, it's a nice surprise. I remember when we were back in North Carolina, I saw him from a distance, but I didn't know it was him, and he was walking up, and I was thinking to myself, like, who is this attractive guy with all of this confidence, walking with all of this confidence, and oh my God, he notices me, and then I get closer, and I realize that that's my husband. I'm married to that handsome guy. So the second one here I think is very important, equally important, especially when you're in a relationship or a marriage. It says, don't prioritize the desires, whims of life choices of a man at at the expense of losing your sense of self. Become the best version of you. Do not lose who you truly are just because you are in a relationship. So I was kind of paraphrasing all of that. But um, yeah, like don't get wrapped up in a relationship so far deep where you push away your friends, your hobbies, your career path ambitions, what made you special you know everything that made you special and made you you don't disregard it because of another person in your life because what if that person 
is not going to be there your entire life. Once they are gone, or if, you know, God forbid, anything happens or they decide to leave you, what will you have left for you? Besides, if you disregard everything that made up your life before making a life with this new person or in this relationship, that kind of takes away what this person probably found attractive about you in the first place because, you know, why were they talking to you in the first place? They probably saw that you had a strong sense of self and that in itself is attractive. It's an attractive quality to have. So just keep in mind, if you arrange your life around one man or person, you risk losing your true happiness in the relationship. Okay, so the third one I listed here says, fit your own oxygen mask first. If your relationship has too much hardship, where it puts you in a bad place, it fills you with anxiety, depression, there's far too many lows and highs. You're not happy with yourself, with the relationship that you're in, but you still want to be in it for some reason. It's not healthy for one. You will not get to focus on your own well-being because you'll put too much energy into the relationship that's not healthy to begin with. It is so important that you take care of yourself and your well-being. That way you are happy and it's going to be harder to make someone else happy if you are not genuinely happy yourself. So this one, this next one is a really good lesson to keep in mind, you know, when you're in a relationship and that's just because someone doesn't love you the way you want to be loved doesn't mean that they don't love you. Romantic comedies, which I love, romantic movies, I mean, we all love them. All the girls love them, right? Um, they really bring like a stigma to how we think love is. And that's no secret. I mean, we've heard this before. Um, we all think that like our life is supposed to play out like a, com a romantic comedy, but that's not fair to men. It's not fair to ourselves because in most, most of the times love is not as dramatic or intense. I could just sit there and expect my husband to stop by and bring me flowers just because, cause he wants to be romantic and, you know, sweep me off my feet and be sweet, you know, and make all the other girls jealous. But that's not reality. And it's not him, you know, like he doesn't think that way. He doesn't think, oh, let me stop. You know, he's driving home. Like, let me stop at the grocery store so I can pick up some flowers for Brandy. But I mean, he doesn't even want to stop at the grocery store to pick up some milk. But the reality of the person that I chose to be with, his way of showing love is far more practical than surprising me with flowers all the time. He likes to cook me breakfast when he sees that I'm doing all this research in bed and he happens to be hungry. So when he makes himself something to eat, he makes me something to eat too and he brings it to me in bed. 
Like that's his way of showing that he loves me. But I will tell you the most romantic thing that he has done for me recently was when I had wanted a Louis Vuitton never full bag and saw that it cost $1,500 or more. And I pitched it to my husband and he was like, you know, that we cannot afford that bag. And it's ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, you know, I understand that is, it's asking for a lot. Like I need to save up money. Maybe I can get like $600 and, you know, you get $600 and one day I can get that bag. But I kind of dismissed the idea because I knew it was a little far-fetched. Well, on Christmas Day that year, my husband surprised me with the Louis Vuitton bag. And I was in tears. Oh, my God. I, I was in happy tears, obviously, that he would surprise me like that because I was just like, wait a minute. He said this was too much. But he knew how much I wanted that bag. He wanted to make me happy. Okay, so the fifth advice that I wrote down for you is know that your partner is not a mind reader. You have to have the conversation with your partner. You have to let them know what you expect. So if I had really expect my husband to bring flowers to me all the time, I would tell him. I would tell him how much this means to, him, to me and he would probably change his ways and do it. Um, if you don't tell, if you don't tell them, they're not going to be able to adjust and, you know, make you happy and fix whatever is bothering you. You have to have those conversations with them. Though I would prefer to pick out my own flowers because I usually use them for content and I would prefer it that my husband would take me to dinner all the time whenever I want to go. Okay, so I have one more that I'm going to share with you guys, and that's knowing that staying is a choice. Staying in a relationship has to be both decisions on both individuals. I don't know, that sounds kind of funny, but it has to be a decision made by both parties is what I'm trying to say. When you think about it, marriage is a choice. You choose to be in the marriage. Divorces happen because that one person decided that they don't want to be in the marriage anymore. It is a choice to put up with the the good qualities of a person and the bad. The quirks and the annoyance, the things that drive you crazy. But you know what? I still love you anyway. Because they know and remember what makes you absolutely perfect to them. And I don't know. I don't know how to stress <laughs> anymore that, you know what? It is a choice. So think about that. If you are in a relationship and it seems like the other one is slipping away, it is their decision. And although it will make you sad and depressed for a while maybe a long while, would you want someone to stay in a relationship with you if they don't want to be in it? So that was the advice piece that I wanted to share, the love advice. I hope that it was helpful for you guys. I know sometimes I need to remind myself of things like, hey, you know what? Life is not a romantic comedy. 
um, bring it back to reality, Brandy. My second topic is actually going to talk about the harsh realities. And that's the harsh realities of the dating apps. Now, I can have so many topics on dating apps. Like, that itself can be, like, different podcasts. But, um, and I know Jen has a lot of information on this, but I got a story over the weekend that I want to share on the dating app. So I want to keep the identity of this person concealed so I won't say who. And to protect their identity, I'm going to go ahead and call this person Deborah. So here's a little story about Deborah. And trust me, this story may open your eyes to dating apps. If you have never started dating on dating apps and you want to, if you want to start, maybe you should hear this story first if you haven't heard it already. And it's pretty similar to what goes on and people have talked about it before. So Deborah started using a dating app in 2020. Bumble is actually one that is very popular and one that I'm familiar with because I have friends that have used it. Um, she is actually an older lady. She has children that are adults. They're in their 20s. And she used to be married to a doctor. So this lady is familiar with being well taken care of financially. So she was in a bad relationship with this doctor, and that's why she is no longer married to him. But on her conquest to look for new love, especially in 2020, um, she was putting a dollar sign on it. After all, we're all getting old, and we need security in our lives, so I don't blame her. Um, but doing that, Deborah has also narrowed down her options because she also was looking for a younger man with good looks. So hot, rich, and young, I mean, that's something out of a romantic comedy, right? <laughs> but she was definitely looking for those qualities. And when you're older, you really don't have a lot to choose from. Unfortunately, like you kind of have to give the four fives and six a shot. I mean, let's say you don't like guys that are bald. You're going to have to give a bald guy a shot because you know what? They may have absolutely great redeeming qualities that would make up a good relationship for you. So Deborah thought she found the perfect male suitor and she found it in a lumberjack. He actually seemed to be pretty wealthy and doing really good for himself. Um, he had a pension, I guess. I can't remember exactly what she told me, but he was also currently out of state working for this company, doing all the lumberjack stuff and um because of work he was not able to come back home and see her in person but 
he was planning on taking off of work soon because he did like rotations out there and he was going to come down and take her out for real. So she was waiting for that time. They talked for four months nonstop. And so far, Deborah has only seen one picture of him. Those are red flags. Obviously, you need to be able to see all kinds of pictures. Pictures of them, pictures of their children. I mean, I don't know if he had children. Pictures of, I don't know, vacations, him on vacation. I mean, there needed to be more substantial evidence that this guy was not a fraud or a fake made-up account. And then with advanced technology, it is far too easy to do like a Zoom call, a FaceTime call with this individual. I mean, it doesn't have to be behind the computer via text. Though the guy did give her the info to the company that he did work for, and there was a website, and it seemed legit to her. And there was even a company phone number, which I don't think she ever tried to call. He appeared to be legit to her for some reason, but, you know, maybe in denial? I don't know. Um, He promised to take her out on trips and cruises when he got back, so she was looking forward to that. But after four months of talking, he started to bring up issues that he was having at work. He mentioned some kind of debacle where he owed a great sum of money, And if he didn't pay it, he was going to get in trouble and it was going to keep him wherever he was at in another state longer. So he was talking about it for a little bit and then he finally came around to asking her if she can loan him the money so that he can settle the dispute, cut his ties with the business that he's working for and return home, get a new job and they, and he can, you know, be with her and he can just move on from the craziness that he's having with the company. Um, I mean, I'm, she, she obviously did not feel comfortable with the whole situation. It was a little suspicious. So, She did ask him, like, well, hello, don't you have family members who can help you out? And apparently he said no, and he was trying to get the money from her. At that moment, she realized that this was, he was fake. This was, she wasted her time. Um, After talking to him for so long, she decided to just break ties, and she was, disappointed and let down because she had been wasting precious time and energy on a call. So watch out with those. People still catfish these days. I'm pretty sure they're far more, more clever than this situation. Even though this recently just happened to her, she was just a little bit more vulnerable and gullible because she was new to the dating apps. But if you are in the same situation, be care- be careful of those con artists that are out there don't give them money and if they ever bring up a situation where you need to give them money if they're trying to tell you that you need to give them money no like stop talking to them you do not they are lying 
that actually happened to a soldier of mine when I was in North Carolina, and he knew better not to talk to this person anymore. Valentine's Day outfits. So for 2020, Valentine's Day outfits are looking far more comfortable, far more comfy than I've ever seen in the past. Now, I don't know how I feel about this because I always, I'm always like the one that leans towards fancy dresses and looking elegant where the elevated comfy style is it's new to me I am not totally against it but I'm not like super excited about it but I could see the pros and cons of it so I have been looking for a cute valentine's day dress and I've just been seeing a lot of chunky sweaters sweatshirts. I'm actually wearing a sweatshirt that has hearts all over it that was meant for, you know, just lounging in. Um, And a lot of people are staying in for Valentine's Day. Now, I'm not saying all, but a lot are. Um, COVID is still a threat and a very real thing. So I totally understand. Some people want to brave it. Some people don't. But, you know, to each their own is all I'm going to say about that. But a big shout out to the Red Dress Boutique. The Red Dress Boutique is providing beautiful, whimsical dresses for Valentine's Day. All of their options are just so cute. I am definitely probably going to shop their selections here in the next few weeks and um yeah they just have such inspiring looks going on right now I am loving it I love Red Dress Boutique they are one of my favorite boutiques they are a little pricey and expensive so but I've never had an issue with any of the stuff that I order from them so Funny story, I discovered Red Dress Boutique back in 2014 when I was was, uh, stationed at Fort Sill. I was inspired by them, and they're the ones that inspired me to become a fashion blogger just by looking at their content. And I started blogging in 2015, the following year. And that brings me to my next topic my fashion blogging journey. So this segment could take, I don't know, a couple of podcasts, maybe just like the full podcast on its own, but I'm going to give you just like a little snippet of it. 2015 was definitely a different time, a different time for bloggers. It has evolved so much since I remember discovering them on Instagram and I was trying to emulate what they were doing, the whole hashtag outfit of the day, and you're just snapping a photo in front of your mirror of the outfit that you're wearing. I discovered the reward style program and this was like at the end of 2015 and I go ahead and I apply for it. All of 2016, I must have applied for it three times until I finally got accepted in 2017, but I was trying my damn hardest to provide them the content that they said that you needed to have in order to be part of the program. And it seemed harder back then. It really did. So times were different before 2016. That was before the huge change of the algorithm and 
before the change, it was far easier to get discovered just by posting at a certain time and like your feed was going to show up on everyone's timeline in order where now it's just I don't know the algorithm like when you think you're going to figure it out you don't so I joined the reward style program at a very difficult time to get discovered quality was always key I made most of my followers in 2016 when giveaways used to be effective. So you used to be able to grab the attention of real people, but now it's a little harder because, and it's been like this for a while, because you just acquire a lot of empty accounts and bots and all that. It's quite depressing because you put in so much effort into your own account and you want to get discovered, but... It's really hard to, you have to just like have that thing, you know, I don't know what that thing is per se, because it could be different for everybody. It's not the same for everybody. It's, you just have to have that presence. So when I got into the reward style program, I honestly thought that my blog would take off, but no, it did not. Um, But it doesn't help that. I have a full-time career as well, so I don't put a lot of time and energy. Never have, probably never will, but you just got to put a lot of time and energy into your content. Back in 2019, I actually reached 10,000 followers. I was really excited. I started the whole like swiping up thing, like, hey, swipe up on this, swipe up on that. And, you know, I always had my moments in time where I would be a little more popular, noticed a little more than usual. And it usually has something to do with what I'm sharing. And staying consistent is so necessary. Like, you have to do that. And that was definitely a downfall for me. I could never stay consistent do the fact that I get bored easily for one and two I never had the ability to stay consistent because it takes a lot of time again a lot of time a lot of energy you need to pour that into your blogging Instagram and that's the key to success and engaging if you don't engage you're not like no one's going to care about your Instagram account because that's how people also notice you you have to engage Eventually, in 2018, I actually went away from my website because it was getting so expensive and nobody reads blogs anymore. I think they actually read blogs more than I, than I thought. I found that you get the same results if you do your blogging off of Instagram instead of actually owning your own website. It's like the extra effort seemed pointless to me so that's why I kind of went away from my actual website but some people actually still read blogs like I noticed that Caitlin Covington still has a blog and people go to it all the time and you just have to build that community that's the the trick to blogging And this year, I decided to bring back 
cutebrandyk.com because I don't want to rely on social media anymore. I don't want it to be my only source for connection. Besides, with everything that's going on, we don't know what the future is going to become with social media. And I would like to at least have my own little piece of the fashion world, something that I can control. And that's what I'm doing right now. So definitely come stop by, check out my blog. I've already, how many posts have I done this year? I think I've done like three Give me some feedback, leave a comment. If you want me to stop by and leave you a comment on your blog, I'll definitely do that. You know, I'm all about supporting my fashionista friends because God knows I need all the support I can get. So when I reached 10,000 followers on my old Instagram account, it was around the end of August. I had got a notification Well, it wasn't a notification. It was, yeah, it was a notification from Instagram when I tried posting. It wouldn't let me post. And it was telling me that I was like on a timeout for some reason. And I wasn't sure why. And I thought it was because I had just graduated with my master's degree and I was getting a lot of congratulations. So I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I used the same comment like thank you far too many times and they think I'm like a bot or something. So they're trying to, you know, trying to flag me and stop me from being a bot, I guess. So it took eight days for me to get my account back. I was able to do stories, but I was not able to post. And then two days later, my account just locked me out. And I was trying to log back on. And when it lo- when it let me log on, it was telling me that I was in suspension or something crazy and I didn't know why and I waited a couple of days and I tried logging back on and again it would kick me out and I'm on like probation or suspension again I mean I was going back and forth for like two more days until all of a sudden and we were on our way to Universal Studios we were driving and I noticed that my account was just missing it was gone I would type in keep Brandy K and it didn't exist I called my sister so that she can go through her messages and find me and click on it. And she did. And it said, this account doesn't exist. By the way, Instagram does not help you with stuff like that. If your account's missing, you know what? You're on your own. And if I'm wrong, please do share that information with me because I had such a hard time and... For my trip, I went ahead and logged into my dog's old account that ha- that I had made f- for her when I was in Korea. It's pretty funny. But um, I started doing my Instagram content on there and trying to find all of my fashion friends to bring them back into my little piece of fashion world. And yeah, it's just been a struggle. Um, let's see. I am currently at um, 920 followers and probably slowly falling away. Um, I did do one. I think I did one giveaway, maybe two. I'm not sure. 
But I mean, I'm really, it's a struggle because I tell myself I need to do another giveaway to get some attention from other, from other people, you know, so that way I'm like, hey, it's me, Brandy Kimberly, follow me if you want to, let's, you know, let's be friends. But another part of me is like, I don't know if I want to anymore because all I'm going to do is gain fake followers, bots, and it's just going to be pointless. It's going to be a waste of my time and energy and money. And I mean, I might as well just try to save or just be happy with the circle that I do have and the fashionistas that I do have on my Instagram account because I don't know. I mean, you know, just be happy with what you have, I guess. It is definitely a very trying time for me because I want authenticity. I don't want, oh, look at me. I have 10,000 followers, but you know who engages with me? Nobody. (laughs) I don't want that. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to do something different, I guess, but we'll see. I might do another giveaway just to kind of throw, like cast the net and see who I catch. All right. So those are the topics that I had for this week. I also want to share my little inspo with you guys, a little product inspiration. So the Sol de Janeiro Brazilian Foreplay Moisturizing Shower Cream Gel. Why is everything... All all the products that I love, like they are so long-winded. Like the title just runs on forever. Anyway, this came to my attention about 20... The summer of 2019 when I got my first... Fat Fit Fun box, and it was sitting in there, all pretty packaged and everything. I opened it. I smelt the the scent of the shower gel, and I was in love immediately. In love, because this is weird, but it kind of smells like the Lowe's Sapphires Resort at Universal Studios, which is one of my happy places. And it just brings me back to happier times. But if you guys never been to Low Sapphire's Resort, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. And maybe you have and you still don't know what I'm talking about. I could be a little crazy sometimes. But it smells so delicious. Um, this description of it is it's a creamy body wash that gently nourishes and cleanses the skin. The scent is warm and spicy, which has like the aroma of salted caramel, pistachios, and vanilla. So you can get a three ounce small bottle for $10 or a 13 ounce for 25. This is my third time purchasing this body wash. My absolute my absolute favorite. Um, so I highly recommend it. I have the 13 ounce and I got it from Sephora. I really hope that this episode went better than my last one. I was less nervous. But you know, with this whole 
podcasting gig. I'm just kind of putting myself out there. You know, I'm casting the net, hoping that I catch some of you guys. Anyway, the takeaways from this podcast is um, remember that there are complexities in a relationship. So focus on someone who loves you for your flaws as well as your charm and greatness. Be wary of relationships on apps. Do your investigation. I would have investigated the shit out of that guy if I had been Deborah. And shop Red Dress. This is not sponsored, by the way. They have such beautiful feminine gowns for Valentine's Day, but not just Valentine's Day. They also have a really good spring collection out, too. And I will provide some of my like to know it. You will see it before I post this podcast next week. And remember, vlogging is not easy, so be sure to take the time and support those that you love by shopping their reward style. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but it's nice to, and it helps these bloggers continue to create the content that you love. So be choosy with who you support. And lastly, Try the Soul de Janeiro. It is amazing. I do recommend it. Um, I'm not just, I mean, I'm not sponsored for this. I'm not just feeding you guys bullshit. This stuff is my favorite. And you know what? It is to each their own. So if you are going to try it, find the travel size first. That way you're not blowing a whole bunch of money, even though it's not that bad, I guess. So that is it. I will see you guys next week and hopefully... I'll get Jen to join me. If not, I will have a good podcast for you guys regardless. So have a lovely week. Perfect.